For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now, we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, aka the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. It's rough. It is rough. Um, I'm trying to make the best of it like you, trying to use this time for good, but it's hard. It's given me a lot of time to think, though, and that may be the only sweet in this bittersweet lesson in living. For some reason, I'm not big on looking back, but I keep having flashbacks to the day Chris Dolman saved my life. If you know anything about 290-pound NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame defensive ends, then yes, I mean that Chris Dolman saved my life. He passed away from cancer in January of this year, 2020. I hadn't seen him in a few years, but when the news broke, I cried. Oh, I cried. I cried like a member of my family had passed away. It just broke me inside. The last time I saw Chris, I was in Atlanta on a book tour, happy, happy. I went by his home. I think he was in Buckhead. It was a while ago. I can't remember, but I went by and visited, enjoyed an hour or two with his family, and then went on my way, finished up my tour, came on back to Texas. And and when I was visiting, though, I remember we talked about that day. When it, whenever I saw him, I would always thank him for saving my life and that of my unborn child at, at that pool party where he did one of the most heroic things I've ever seen on or off a football field. Let me back up, though. Let me back up. You may know me. You may not. You just stumbled upon this. But you may know me as a motivational speaker a multi-published author, a blogger, a journalist, doctor of dental surgery. But in a previous life, I was modeling in fashion shows, modeling in fashion shows and hanging out with entertainment stars and professional athletes while attending dental school full-time. It was a crazy life. It was a fun life. It was an exciting time for a 20-something. And no, I wasn't a groupie. At that time, I was married to a professional athlete and all that comes with the life. Not the dental school part. No, that does not come with the life. But uh, you'd be surprised the number of uh, athletes' wives who have gone to uh, dental school, medical school, uh, have PhDs. That's not something they talk about. But anyway, what I don't talk about much is that time in my life, not now, and, and not because I have regrets, but because, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a forward-looking person. Uh, I like to have goals and, you know, 
what can I do next? How can I serve? How can I help? What can I get done? That That's how I get things done is looking ahead. So I call that period my other life because it is surreally different than how I'm living now. So the story, what had happened was one of the Minnesota Viking players, Greg Coleman, he was a punter, as I recall. He and his wife, Eleanor, were having one of their infamous pool parties. They had a lot of pool parties that were a lot of fun, and everybody went. I can't recall if it was this one that you see with the photo with the stripper, uh, which was a, a prank funny thing for Eleanor's birthday, or another occasion, but I do know that at this particular pool party, I was about six months pregnant with my first child. My mother and sister were visiting, and they attended the party with us also. It was it was very much a family thing, get together. And uh, my sister was in the pool with some new friends she'd made. I was on the side with my husband at the time and uh, kind of had my eye on my sister because she wasn't a very strong swimmer at that time and this was one of those pools it was a diving pool so kind of shallow on one end and then the way they used to make pools is there would be a very steep drop off when you got to the deep part uh like eight ten feet I, I don't know she was five seven five nine it, it, I just I had my eye on her right so she's talking with these girls and they're kind of playing in the water. And I notice she's getting close to that point where there's a drop off. And just as I tried to sit up with my big basketball belly from the lounge chair to warn her, I saw her head go under the water. Oh, my goodness. And, and it wasn't just that she sank. It was, is it sunk or sank? I don't know. Grammar people, you'll figure it out. But she went under the water, but it was her eyes, right? This is my little sister, and I'm looking at her, and I saw her eyes, the terror in her eyes as she went under that water. So the two girls with her didn't know she couldn't swim. They thought she decided to take a dip. So they just kind of swim away. And I get up, pregnant with my first child. I just jump up without even thinking that there were other people there who could help her. And I dived into the pool to save my sister, right? Well, she was a tween or early teenager at the time, and she's panicking. So I'm a pretty good swimmer. I went right over to her, but then she's fighting me, and she's pushing me down under the water, trying to, you know, elevate herself, just what any swimmer would do that were, or person who was drowning would do. And it was crazy. So I'm fighting with her. And it took a while for everyone at the pool party to realize what was going on. My mom couldn't swim. Uh, my uh, husband at the time was not a strong swimmer. Um, and it seemed like forever. It was probably seconds that I was fighting with my sister in that water. But you know, at some point as I was sinking there, it occurred to me that that wasn't one of the best decisions I'd ever made in my life, jumping in that water like that. But it was instinct, you know, it was just, oh, my God, my sister's drowning. I got to get in there. And at this point, I heard later, Greg 
had been alerted what was going on. And they said their brother died from the whole other end of the pool and was swimming toward us in his clothes. And because he was on the grill, he's being grill master. And I remember coming up and I looked over at one point, I was able to get some air and three or four people were grabbing my sister and nobody was coming from me. And so I have my moment where my eyes are just about to go under the water. And I look over at Cheryl Rice and I, I just said, help. I, I was able to get help out. And I started thinking I was too weak to swim anymore. <laughs> just getting the chills just thinking about it. And I'm holding my breath. I got that last breath as my head was going on. I said, help, deep breath. And I'm sinking. And yes, my life did flash before my eyes. And as I was in my 20s, I wasn't real thrilled with what I saw. But I was not ready to die. I wanted to make some new images. And I certainly uh, didn't want to lose my baby. And all of a sudden, the strangest thing, I, I feel someone grab my feet, the bottom of my feet, and start pushing up. Just, I was like, is this really happening? Am I hallucinating? And they pushed until my head emerged from the water, and I was able to get my breath. People saw me and grabbed me and got me out of the pool. I didn't know if it was an angel. Did that really happen? Am I hallucinating? And I'm on the side. Of course, everybody's concerned because, you know, I'm pregnant. And the next thing I know, I'm looking across the pool, and I see Chris, who couldn't swim, coming up the ladder on the other side of the pool, coming up out of the water. That dude got in the water, and with his heavy mass, 290 pounds of muscle, he's able to literally walk across the bottom of the pool and push me up to get air and to get help, and then went on and got himself out, putting himself at great risk to do that. And you know, our families knew each other well, uh, and he's a really good guy. The guy I knew was a really good guy, and he didn't have to do that. He sure didn't have to do that. He could have left it to other people, but he took it upon himself to help. So, man, what I learned from that, what I learned from that is that you know, I, I family members couldn't help me. My family members could not swim. They didn't have the skills. So I, the first lesson I learned is sometimes the people closest to you are not able to help you. You look to them, you want them to help, and they may have the love, they may have the desire, but not the skills. So don't get mad and stop there. Don't give up because your family can't help you. Whatever you're trying to do, keep looking. They may be just the emotional support for this part of your journey. My second lesson is if you're drowning, ask for help. If you're drowning, even if it's you're trying to do something you're really good at, right? But you're failing, ask for help. When I came up that last time, I got help out. 
it should have been obvious that I needed help, but people can't read your mind. They don't always know what you're going through. At that point, I was in over my head, literally, and I needed help. So you have to ask. You have to humble yourself and ask. You have to be afraid and ask. You have to go all in and think you know everything and still ask for help. And number three, don't discount someone in your circle because of what you know about them. You know, sometimes we just assume certain people won't be able to participate or contribute because we don't think they know what's going on. We don't think they know the business. We don't think they know the industry. Yet sometimes that's the very person who can help you. Your answer may come from a most unlikely place. All you need, really all you need sometimes when you're going under is someone willing to push you toward the light. I wish Chris Godspeed, that God will bless him. And I thank him for those lessons. I thank him for that help. And I thank you for listening today. If you like the podcast, some are funny, some are thought-provoking, some are just silly. But if you like what you heard, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Dr. Mo Anderson, I'll be back next week with another podcast. You be safe. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.